Demons are a girl's best friend. I'm Christina, and with me are Sarah. Hey, James McAvoy was in this one. <laughs> and Bajaya. Spoiler alert! Hi, I'm Bajaya, and James McAvoy was in this episode. Woo! And Steph is not joining us tonight because she is with her own personal James McAvoy, her husband, on their anniversary. Which is so rude. Lame. I think this podcast is more important than the anniversary, Lame. but whatever. I agree, but some people are insane and we have to accept them. <laughs> I got I got a I I got a message. Well, so there's this uh, app called Marco Polo where you can do voice messages and my sister has now invited my mother. Oh no. No, it's fine. But my mother and father were celebrating their engagement anniversary. The anniversary Aww. on which they got engaged. That's sweet that they still remember. I, I they cook they they cook the same meal and they buy the same cheap champagne they did when they got engaged. Oh my gosh. That is so cute. That's yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah, but that's so it's funny that their engagement anniversary, which again is the password for a lot of things, <laughs> I feel like. I'm like, I don't know. But they're what, what date sweet. is it? It's not a date that's and important. Year. It's in San Francisco. Um Yep. Do you remember your engagement date? Yeah. I think it's February sixth. Okay. Mine's to twenty sixteen. Mine's sometime in August. Probably. I just, I just feel like it's not a date that people remember. No. When did you get engaged, Christina? Like five years ago. Okay, I was like, yeah, I got engaged three years ago. So yeah. My parents got engaged in 1983. I don't know, but they remember it. So there you go. Your parents are just way more impressive. I guess there was nothing to do back Millennials, then. Millennials, am I right? Right. They also didn't. They also didn't have the internet. So I also have it on my phone, like as a calendar reminder. So I get reminded every year. So. Oh, okay. Josh doesn't have it. I have it. So I'm like, hey, remind, remember to. Take me to dinner. <laughs> anyway, uh, Steph, happy anniversary. Yeah, Steph. Not Brad? Just only Steph? Well, wow, that's really she's rude Brad's of you. not on the show. That's true. But also Brad, because you're a cool dude. But you are not on Brad our show. Brad is maybe Steph's demon. We're not clear, to be perfectly fair. It's, uh, it's unclear. Yeah. Also, Finn, congratulations on getting two great humans as your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Finn the beautiful dog. Honestly, more important day for Finn. That's true. What did you all think about the episode? Um, I was aggressively <laughs> medium on the episode, but I'm curious to see what questions Sarah had because Bajai and I were were chatting a little bit. But I already am interested in Sarah's. Ah! <laughs> well. It was maybe the episode I was least interested in while watching. I don't know. I didn't care about... Is it because about, it has a lot of action in it? It had a lot of action and nothing... Like, I wasn't really confused by much because not a lot really technically happened. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that too. Basically, basically, 
a scene from Aladdin happened where there was a crazy prisoner with weird teeth laughing hysterically in a cell talking to the person in the cell with them. Literally a shot oh. for shot <laughs> scene from animated about? Aladdin. No, I want to like do a side by side comparison, but it's almost. But it wasn't Jafar. Well, do we know that? We don't know that. Also, That's true. Anyone again, can be Jafar. Or we have the minorities. Right, but also the minorities playing the, like, sort of bit roles, right? There we got another minority playing a bit role. And then uh, she found out that her dad wasn't in jail. God damn it. We went all this way to see James McAvoy. He's not there. What the hell? Very betrayed. And then they go to the bears, and then she's like, hey, I'm a demon. And he said, no, you're not. And she's like, demons for bears, which is, like, gold cash for gold i think sort of like a fox news weird thing and then this is my summary of quick basically what happened and then he's like no and then quick quick cut to that poor lady whose only role is to be gaslit the whole show and then you cut back and she's like you're gonna fight another bear you're gonna fight your your friend and you killed your dad because i can read an alethiometer and then now I'm Lyra Silvertongue. Is his last name Silvertongue? I don't know. It doesn't matter. How did Lee survive that crash? And then... Um, I love the summary of the episode from you. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then... Then Will... Will, I think his name is Will. He seems like a Will. He's like, hey, Mom, I know that you believe these crazy people are after you, so I'm going to put you... I think I kind of believe you. I couldn't tell if he actually believed her. And he's like, stay with this guy, who, by the way, was in both Fleabag and Harry Potter. And then... Hmm. Uh, and then who was he uh, Harry, po- ha- Harry Potter? Harry he, Potter. He was friends, and then oh, and then we finally see James McAvoy, and um, and that was the end. That's this episode. Yep, that was all. That was all the episode was to me. Let me ask you a leading question that you don't know where it's leading to. Maybe hopefully, I I love leading questions. Thank you. Cash for gold, <laughs> demons for bears. Objection. <laughs> Leading yeah, question. That is true. Bajaya is a lawyer. <laughs> what? How did you feel about James McAvoy's sudden and intense appearance? It was super. It must have been weird for you. Was it weird to see like him acting that strangely? Uh. So here's what I think. I think that he didn't actually get out of jail for any good reasons. I think that he probably is in on some sort of something with someone. Although it's interesting because we did have that very small clip of Hot Priest uh, talking about uh, Shackleton. Which is, yeah. Well, he, t- he was talking about Shackleton, which is means the South Pole slash Antarctica. So I'm assuming that's where this prison is, even though none of it really matters. Um, and he he's like, I didn't ask for you to come here. Uh, he being James McAvoy, not Moriarty slash Hot Priest. Um, he said, I didn't want you to be here. And so I, I genuinely think that he didn't want his daughter to be in harm's way. But then his sudden turn on being happy that Roger was there was kind of weird because I thought, hmm, is he going to sacrifice this small child for his small child? And that's basically how I feel about that because you said, oh, you're here. Good. Now there's another small child I can throw to someone instead of my own kid because I think he genuinely loves his kid Um, in a weirdly... Uh, sort of, you know, um, posh parent. This is my. Th- I mean, you kind of have a feeling for your we, kid, I probably. I've taken care of you this whole time, but you still yeah, much. Yeah, but I still think I still think that there's probably some sort of biological. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he didn't take care of her, but he took care of her more than Mrs. Coulter did. 
Yeah. Right? He saw her once a year. He put her in bed, took <laughs> off her shoes, put her feet at the pillow and her head at the end. He doesn't really know how beds work, but you know what? He's trying. Uh, y'all want to go through the episode a little bit? Uh, okay, but how did how did my answer to your leading question go? Well, we can't answer it because uh, that would go that would give away something. Did you? But did you feel like I made some astute observations? I mean, you always make astute observations. That's not in question. <laughs> I think your answers are very stupid. Whether they were correct, we won't say. Christine, Christine said that I made an astute observation, and uh, Bajaya said I made an a stupid observation. <laughs> so they're probably both true. Whom is to say? Who is right and who is wrong? Whom is to say? Whom is to say? I am. I am a stupid, which is astute and a, and stupid together. I'm a stupid. <laughs> I. So I've been complaining about, uh, I said this to Christina before we started recording, I've been complaining about uh, the episodes being rushed, especially the last one. And I feel like this was also rushed, especially the polar bear. Really? Yeah, the polar, just based on the what happened in the book, uh, the polar bear stuff, because... There's, like, a lot more stuff that happens with, like, uh, Lyra talking to the king and, like, trying to persuade him into Mm -hmm. being like, hey, let me be your demon. I really want to be your demon. This one, she's just like, yeah, I want to be your demon. And he's like, yes. Um, But I understand why they did it. I don't understand why they are just limiting themselves to 10 episodes episodes maybe it's because they don't they didn't know how well this uh series would be received and they just wanted to be like all right you do this and if it does well maybe the next season is going to be 10 episodes but i even then i think this uh episode was i i liked it i'm glad yeah better than yeah to concur, there was a lot more going on in the book with the meeting with the bears and then the fight with the bears. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it was this dramatic fight for a throne. And mm-hmm. they, the most mind-boggling thing to me was that they weren't wearing armor. They're armored bears, and they took off their armor. That doesn't happen, and there's no reason for it to not happen in the show. It just It's called barrow e barrow it's how you fight. Also, like wasn't a bear? Wasn't it in like a gladiator type it was. stadium? It wasn't in some weird hall with like four people watching. It was supposed to be for the fate of an entire yeah. kingdom, and the entire kingdom showed up. Right. It's just, it's just the CGI budget again, but it's so transparent. Yeah. It's like, guys, try different, try harder, try better, <laughs> try one of them. Get some real bears in there, you know? I would take that. They don't... <laughs> the polar ice caps are melting. Our bears need to be employed. Right. Exactly. Give them some Give fish. them some seals. Vagina's <laughs> just like, baby seals for everyone. Hey, they eat seals. That's what they do. One of the first notes that I took was, Ruth Wilson is very good at doing emotional scenes and then just cutting out the emotion and just being like, I'm a robot. Well, it was interesting because I, I, at first I was, I didn't necessarily think that she would go and strangle someone, but then her quick turn of emotion was kind of interesting. She has this sort of rage issue, right? Um, and one thing I did really feel about this episode, uh, is that 
it was bookended by really when you see really good actors performing it feels noticeably different and i feel like this episode really made it clear to me that both ruth wilson and james mcavoy are very good actors because i feel like their performances were both much better than the entire like the first part and the last part were the best parts of this episode Mm -hmm. and everything in the middle was kind of like for me was a little bit mediocre and i feel like obviously of child actors I don't know. It just didn't feel... I didn't feel any emotion. I didn't really care that much what was I'm happening. Sorry. Are you but saying f- Lin-Manuel is not a good actor? He's fine. Uh, but I will also kick Lee- you off of this podcast. <laughs> I don't have the authority, but... Even I, who love him beyond a love that is natural or normal, thought that that was like... It wasn't... Like, it wasn't essential. There was nothing for him to chew on in that scene. And... He wasn't, there was nothing, to me that scene didn't enhance anything, and it still wasn't clear how Lee survived that crash, when they crashed, how they crashed, what was happening, how did, how did Roger get all the way away from him, I didn't really understand that per se, in fact, the point where, at the very end, when James McAvoy turned to Roger and was really happy he was there before I realized that I think he wanted to use him as a little pawn instead of his daughter, I thought, oh no, is he not actually Roger? Because Roger died during this crash and now it's some sort of weird uh, demon masquerading as him. I don't know what this world is like because maybe. But like for five seconds because I was like, you know what? We didn't actually get an explanation about how Roger survived and how he separated from Lee. We didn't. And so maybe he's not actually Roger. But that was just, that was how much of a lack of connective tissue I got in this episode for that. I guess they didn't, they didn't explain how Lee survived, but I think it just like, he just kind of like the deflated balloon or whatever. Balloons don't fall from the sky that violently, I will say. Yeah. They, I think it just deflated and he like kind of maneuvered his way. Yeah. Okay, but he also lost Roger on the way. Like, oh no, there goes another kid. I mean, he also lost Lyra and she lived. Yeah, but Lyra, I think maybe well, we, the- watched, no, we watched Lyra slip away. Like, Roger was still in the the steam. So he was with Yorick. Yorick says, like, he fell with Roger and, like, I thought the implication was that, like, he protected him on the way down. Oh. I mean, if Lyra, like... Like uh, landed in a snowbank, then they could have also landed in a snowbank. Yeah, I just didn't realize it. I didn't. I guess I didn't make the connection that Roger and and York went the same way. Okay. It just felt weird. It's interesting that that you wanted that connective, that point of connection between them, because like I think the editing is not doing a very good job of taking movie shorthand. And applying it. So, like, in a, I, w- I could think of a lot of other films mm-hmm. where it's like, there's a plane crash, and then everyone gets up, and they're, like, holding their heads, and they're grabbing yeah. you, and then they're okay. Right. But we didn't get any of right. that. And so, Roger, yeah. when he just appears unharmed, it's kind of like there's no transition. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't need to necessarily... It wasn't that, oh, he couldn't have survived that crash. It's just that right, he's I suddenly, have no... He's, like, just bamfing. I don't understand why he survived it, and I don't understand why... Not only did he survive it, but because if he survived it and was just there chilling with Lee, I would have thought, oh, yeah, they survived this crash together, right? That's a fair point. Um, But he was separated from him and suddenly met up with Lyra, and I just didn't get that. I think part of it is because it's they're doing an eight 
episode season instead of like 10 or 12. So they have to like cut part of it But I, I feel like they didn't need to have the whole long, like it felt long that scene with Serafina and Lee where she's like, no, she's definitely the chosen one. Let's reiterate this. And he's like, I have to keep fighting me, a fighter, keep fighting <laughs> with this gun that you gave me. <laughs> I just think, I just think that there was no, I love, I love Lynn and I don't want, I would love to see so many scenes with him, but it just didn't feel, I could have not had his scene in that episode wouldn't have and it. it would have been totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I assume, I mean, we haven't had James McAvoy. Right. I, I mean, I assume, right. Exactly. We haven't had James McAvoy, right? We haven't had him this whole time, but I, I, I would just assume, I didn't think he died. I didn't think the lead died. You know what I mean? If, if, if they're going to kill of Lynn Manuel, I'm going to, I'm going to see it happen. Right. And so, there was no reason to 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 sort of shove that one in there because we're also not seeing the the Egyptians. We're not actually we're not seeing anything that happens in other people's timelines. Sort of. I mean, we're seeing Will, I guess, a little bit, and we only see Mrs. Coulter at the beginning, right? So they could have just kept it on this track instead of weirdly shoehorning that in in a way that didn't remotely help like i don't know where he's going i don't know how he's gonna find her if he had just shown up at the end with james mcavoy being like kicked in the door i'm here to save lyra that would have made more sense to me than him being shoved in the middle of the episode you know this might be one of the like hbo contract things where um like in game of thrones there were like thing uh contract things where they were like this character this actor has to be in so many episodes in so many scenes per yeah season. i can see that being right too. i i I do understand that, but I but do think that, that doesn't mean. I, yeah. But also, that doesn't mean it's good storytelling at the same yeah. time. Just because there's a contract. Yeah. Well, there are other effective ways to use him too. Right. He could have explained some of the stuff that the weird random. So the weird random prisoner in the book, the scene is much better. He's not just info dumping yes. all over you. Mm-hmm. Lyra manipulates him into getting the information that she needs. Yeah. Instead of just being this passive, like a totally understandable. Yeah, totally understandable for having a kid in a dungeon be scared, but, like, one of the magic things about Lyra is that she might be scared, but she's, like, always looking for that angle. Right. And, and then this one, it's just like, hi, I'm a creepy dude in the cell with you, an adult man with a child. And she's like, "Yeah, I don't love this. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fair, but yeah. this is boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, he, he talked, there's a lot of exposition for not a lot of information. Yeah. Basically, all we needed to get out of that was your dad is alive and not in this prison anymore. Right. Right? There, I mean, there, was, there wasn't there was a lot. No, yeah. And also there's a cave of magic where we can go get a magic lamp. Well, uh, do you mean the like cave of wonders? Yeah. <laughs> cave of wonders. I'm sorry. The cave of wonders. I made a mistake. That was actually going to be my opening was, I'm sorry, I'm in the cave of wonders. Um, but then I didn't realize I wasn't connecting that tissue. Can I quickly ask a question, though? What's up? No. I'm just joking. Because I said no to me, though. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> my friend, I was I was briefly mentioning that I was watching this to one of my friends who only started reading the books because her boyfriend loves them, but she hasn't read the watch. They haven't watched the show yet. Um, and she loves Lynn, and she said that Lee is not a big deal remotely in the books, and she has a feeling that he's a lot bigger of a deal in the show. Is that true? That Lee is, like, not really big in the book? I, so I've only read really the first book. I'm like a quarter of the way through the second book, 
but apparently I haven't paid much attention. But I thought he, he, he wasn't a big deal, but I thought he was, like, not little deal? If that makes it feels any like, sense. Because it feels to me that he is an important person if he's trying to protect the chosen it, one. It right? might be a big deal in the whole series, so they are doing it so it, like, crosses over. Okay. Um, in the first book... I was just curious. I was just curious if if, if that was and that, that was kind of my question, just because it feels like he is being shoehorned in a little bit right now, and I didn't know if that was because they were trying to make more of him. So he's important, but he's not essential. So like yeah. he, gotcha. He's a key player, but like so it's very interesting the casting in this because they have a lot of British actors and then Lin Manuel Miranda. So watching this as an American, I'm like, holy shit, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. And then James McAvoy and then like maybe people I kind of recognize from BBC shows that I saw out of the corner of my eye. But the show didn't make good like the show made good casting choices in the sense that like everyone is doing a very good job with what they have. But they made weird mm-hmm. casting choices in the star quality of the people they chose because you're you're right. You're drawn to him. You're like, okay, this guy, he's really famous. He's got to be a, a, an important part of the show and they keep focusing on him. But I mean, the most important part of the show is Will and Lyra and a lot of the adults are still doing the talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's... That's true. I just, they make so many weird choices and I don't understand, like... Do they have a, are they doing this on purpose? I don't think they are, but like, maybe I'm missing something. I think they're doing it because they know that the star quality is going to bring the audience. And they're just going to try to go from here. Yeah, I just, it's interesting that, so like, I watched the movie and everyone was a giant star. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, like Sam Elliott. Everyone was recognizable, and that kind of even wasn't even it like, out. wait. What well, the kid was like, even Dakota Fanning, yeah. right? Or was it one of the Fannings? Am I making I that up? So. I don't know. I didn't actually. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the, the movie. She wasn't sufficiently waifish. Okay, I didn't see the movie, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't one of the Fannings. But this one, it's so uneven. Just, and I mean, part of that's because I'm not British, and I'm like, wow, uh, Ruth Wilson doing an amazing job. Don't know what else she did. I think that I, I see. I really like Ruth Wilson, and I've seen her in other things. And so, to me, it is that. Uh, so Ruth Wilson has been. I mean, obviously, she's been. Well, was that a Showtime show? The Affair. I think that's Showtime, right? That was a good. Show. That was a good show. Good show. Um, but yeah, I feel like obviously James McAvoy, Ruth Wilson, and Lynn are much. Their, their names are much more well-known. Um, not that you're going to have kid actors who are well-known, per se, but it does sort of overshadow a lot of the other things. I don't know. I just... It's hard for me to gauge what I should be feeling is important or not. And not that not that that's the, the tell-all of a good show, or show but... No, that's if, kind I, of an important part of a good show. <laughs> you're but right. But also, I was going to say, but the thing is, like, with a good show is that even with star power... A good character, an important character, means more. You you know when they mean more than people who maybe have a higher you know higher billing name, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I I just think that that's you can watch a show and know that this person is definitely the more well known 
actor, but while you're watching it, you know that this other character is more important. And I don't think I get that hierarchy, so I sort of depend upon what my preconceived notions are in a lot of ways. So I think that you're right. You can have a show that has been doing really well for years and then just fuck shit up on the last season. I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones, so... Oh, I didn't know what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I did did want to talk about... um, so, you know, when the uh, she Lyra goes to the polar bears and I can't remember the king's name. Um, Yofer. Kyle. I'm sorry. Yofer. Ragnarsson. I said Kyle, but Yofer. Yofer. Yes. Okay, wait. Okay, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I actually wrote, I actually wrote, who is dead? Yofer? <laughs> Yofer. Was that wait, was that the dead king or the live king? That's the dead king. That's the Okay, that's king. right. Okay. Okay, I wrote that. Okay, good. I feel better about that. When I was reading the book, one, Jen and I both imagined the halls to be like, kind of like ice-like, um, kind of like the uh, white uh, Snow Queen's uh, palace from from Frozen. No, oh, not Frozen. I was gonna say Lion King and the uh, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. I was just kidding. What Lion Witch in the Wardrobe? Yeah. Um, also Frozen. But also, because he wants to be, like, a human, I expected... I imagined him sitting like a human on the throne. He's supposed he to. Not. It's so true. That's, like, a really good point. Yeah. It did feel kind of like a weird mix between, like, the Minds of Moria and the Ministry of Magic. Hmm. Yeah, it's got a very you know? generic fantasy vibe. It's like, hey, you wanted a palace. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it, it, it. That's exactly what I thought. I was, I thought, oh, this is a little bit Lord of the Rings, a little bit Harry Potter, but with no sort of real inventiveness yeah. to it. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like, I think that's another thing is that a lot of the stuff here, I mean, obviously you have the fantasy Oxford, which has actually so far been my favorite setting. Um, but you have these places that are supposed to be these weird fantasy lands, and so far their inspirations have been, you know, the Mines of Moria slash Ministry of Magic and a Soviet, you know, cafeteria. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, There's yeah. not a lot of imagination going on to me. Yeah. And I really like the line when he said, the fools will believe me, and I'm like, you are the fool that believed a tiny girl oh you mean the the say lion you said a lion lion yep because she says if you tell them like you called yorick instead of like him just showing up and he's like yes i will tell him that and the fools will believe me oh lying not lion oh yeah yeah lion lion like l-i-n-e not l-i-o-n sorry l-y what? She fed him a line, like a like a pickup line. 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 Okay. Not lion. Of, I was like, is he a lion? Is he lying? I was like, there. I literally, <laughs> I, Bajaya, I thought for five seconds, I know that I should have paid more attention to this episode, but I do not remember a lion. I do not remember a lion. I don't remember a lion happening at all. And I thought, oh no. It's just like I you said, the lion, the witch, clearly. and the wardrobe. There was a witch, there was a lion, and there was, you know, you don't remember the wardrobe? But it was in the hall. Wasn't it behind the throne? Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The witch was creeping out, and the wardrobe was there. Well, no, we saw the witch. It's Serafina. Yeah. Yeah, and then the wardrobe was just there. The wardrobe was where they 
changed all their armor for not armor. I'm still salty yeah, about that. Even though they're supposed to have armor. They're supposed to be armored bears. Okay, so can we can we quickly talk about the bear fight? Yes, or the lack thereof. The bear fight where Disney got their hands on HBO somehow and was like, we don't it violence is too much. We don't do blood. And like Okay, show it from Lyra's perspective, but... We have done so much, so many violent shows and movies, but the bear fight is too much. This is the line. Yeah, the other line. The other line. In the sand. The lion, the lion, the lion that we're drawing. In the lion's den. In the sand. Lies. Sand den. den the lion in the sand den. The so, snow. Okay, so... Den lie. Basically, what was supposed to be... I... I I only vaguely got it, but it didn't feel like it was actually that important because I understood what happened in the end, which is not a good, it's not a good sign for the plot that I was like, I don't actually care what happened in this fight because I understand that York won. So basically, York gets thrown out, right, because he, and I don't, is his name actually York, like, alas, poor York? It is, but it's spelled slightly differently because it's um Icelandic. It starts with an I, I think. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'm saying it right. So, York is thrown out because he kills someone, right? Mm-hmm. He kills another bear. He's, like, baited. So, he didn't kill um, just out of nowhere. He was, like, baited into it. Like, the dude who he killed, who was Told him he king. was lame. And yeah, that's what he was. Uh, he, like, baited him into it, and he kind of was, like, conned into fighting him and that's when he killed him and then that's why he got thrown out because that was like against their code but they wanted him to get thrown out or they just wanted to fuck with him some people wanted him thrown out there's like this implication that there's like bear politics and this bear culture and it's also so so like you see these few these two and a half bears with their armor on following orders but like there's supposed to be a shit ton of them and they're all supposed to be pretending to be human because they're trying to follow their new king who like really wants to be human i think hbo i mean if hbo wanted to cut that fine but then at the end yorick gives this little speech about like now we're gonna be bears it's like no one said you weren't okay so so but the bears as a whole seem to have wanted to become more human and that's why they got rid of yorick right it was just yofer who wanted to be human. Like, he was the leading the charge there. And everyone else was just kind of like, why? But they didn't, everyone else didn't try and kill him? Well, he's bigger, and he, he like, kind of defeated. Yeah, but one bear versus, like, 30 bears. He That's why he wanted a demon, because um, that humans have demons. And that's why, that's how he, uh, Lyra was like, yeah, I'll be a demon. Be a fucking demon. No, I'm not saying that that denying your culture, your bear culture, is a good thing. But why are we not to be confused with demons? Why are we demonizing a bear who wants to be human? Because he he has a soul. It's his armor. Yeah, but like he's rejecting his own self in order to imitate someone else. Okay. So it's it's not presented as like someone who wants to embrace someone's someone else's culture genuinely it's someone who's like who just wants the trappings of someone else's way of life he feels like humans are cooler it's not really explained it's just kind of it's treated as like people who want their demons to be 
awesome griffins, but they're squirrels, and you just... It's like in uh, Jungle Book where, uh, what is it, uh, King Louie wants to be... A man cub. A man but, cub. But that... Well, a man. That's, that's a hard one to... That's a, that's a whole different something can of worms no but but i mean uh, this is i'm not trying to pick apart this book so obviously i haven't read them but what if what if you were born a polar bear and you had all these this armor but you didn't feel like it fit you and you felt like a demon was more of who you were but you can't have it like that's not a that's not a thing you can have But that seems that seems like a bad message do you see what i'm saying I mean, I see. There are different. I see what you're saying, and it sounds like it's equating a little bit with like like a gender wanting thing. trans rights and gender rights. Yeah, but it's not about gender. It's about being who you are, and who you are is irrespective of everything else. And so, if you want to, right? Be, but at the same time, his society is telling him that you have to be a bear because that's what you were born to be. But the, it, it still applies to humans. The humans sometimes have demons that they don't like, but it's not about not fitting in their armor or not fitting their demon. It's because they themselves are uncomfortable with who they are. Okay. Okay. I can kind of get that. I just don't know if it comes across in the show. I don't think they did a good job of explaining the armor either. They It comes up once and then never again, but it's like... Yeah. Yofer's armor, when you see it in the... When he's like in profile and he's got this big elaborate thing, he's not like... He's not, like, unwilling to wear his armor. He just wants something more in addition. He's not saying, I want to give up my armor. I wish my armor were a person. He's saying, I want both and. I want everything. I just want yeah. to yeah. own things. Selfishness. Okay, I can buy that. But then, of course, it didn't really matter because York beat him in, like, five seconds. He did. Oh, the fight in the book was a lot longer and more interesting that's right i probably honestly would not have wanted it i would not honestly not want it that much longer because i didn't pay attention to this fight um (laughs) i mean let's be real because you hate quidditch but that's fair it's two white bears that you can't even tell which one's which and they're all slapping each other it's like okay i just and it didn't well that's the thing too is that there's no I, I don't, and I don't know how the books are structured, but there was no sort of buy. Like, we literally met that Bear King for five seconds last episode, right? So there's no buy in for me. And we only really met York like two episodes ago. So I don't even really, I'm not even that bought into him. I don't know. It just, it just feels like it's not, I didn't, I don't have bear politics woven into it. I don't That's have, true. I don't have any sort of sense of loyalty to really either of them, but certainly not to this bear king. So I'm kind of like, I don't know, somebody's going to win, I guess, but I don't know who's right and who's wrong. I didn't have any real, I didn't have a real bear in this fight, guys. <laughs> you had a lion in this fight. That's true, though, because uh, Josh was watching it, watching it with us, and obviously Jenna and I knew how the bear fight was going to end. And the way, the perspective that they shot it with um, it you couldn't really tell unless you really paid attention who was actually winning. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I could tell because I knew who was going to win, but it was like the, I know, I don't know why HBO was like, yeah, we're not going to show blood and guts and stuff. But Josh was like, wait. The fight wasn't even that that bloody until the end. Like, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't need Josh to be was like, wait, bloody. Which one? Yeah, which you one just couldn't won? tell who was who. This is gonna sound terrible because, again, 
I'm sure York is a lovely bear. <laughs> but there was no to me there was there was absolutely zero stakes for this fight. Um in that the purpose to going to this king, right, was because she was trying to find her father slash uncle slash Asriel slash James McAvoy. And at the very beginning of this, before we even really get into the whole fight thing, we find out that he's not even there. So it doesn't really matter what happens if he imprison if he's in prison or not, because there there's it doesn't matter because he's not going to. If he loses, he's not going to, you know, it's not going to be great. We can set your father free because we now have control of the prison. And if he wins, it's not, I'm still here so I can let him go or I can keep him forever, right? There's literally, if York dies, he dies. If the king stays a king, he stays a king. And it has no influence over whatever happens in the show, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what I mean? Like what would happen if 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 Yofer no not Yofer but uh, the Yofer's successor slash murderer had succeeded if he had killed York what would have that have meant for anything it doesn't seem like it would have made any difference in terms of what's happening going forward to me in the current plot I think that's fair they never actually said why uh, Yorick left or why he was like banished and why this is such a big deal. Right. And I'm not saying he's not funny and I don't like him. Again, should have been only eight episodes. Right, but but I still think that you can... I mean, there are movies where I feel kinship to people more than than this. Yeah. It's hard to feel any kinship to the to Yorick or to Pan. They, they're so... They skipped yeah. oh my so God, much Pan. on the CGI. Pan had two lines. Um, but like... They skimped on Yorick's CGI and his intimacy, too. I felt more connection with the dragons that I could not tell apart in Game of Thrones. I was like, no, Rhaegar! And this one, I agree. Like, I love the character, but even in the show, I was like, well, okay. Right. I'm not saying he's not a great character. Maybe take away some of the um, dog CGI that nobody cares about in the background and put it in Japan and the other... Uh, demons. Or just don't make a show that requires a lot of CGI if you're not willing to spend money on right. it. Right. I also wanted to talk about um, how close uh, Coulter got to the Magisterium in person. She's using her feminine wiles. Capital F. <laughs> I know. I don't like that, though. Yeah. It. I mean, it was uncomfortable for me as a woman, but I don't feel like it was necessarily out of character. So I'm a little torn. Yeah. Eh. I was just like, you're too close to his face. I, I don't like it. Um, I don't have a lot of opinions on it. She can do what she wants to do. I still like how uh, sassy Lee Scoresby's uh, demon is. Yeah, she's great. She Keep putting all the CGI budget on her. Hester and Pan forever. But alas. That's the thing is, I think that there's a lot of feeling that they need, and maybe this is just me, but maybe there's this feeling that there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of plot points that they want to meet that were in the book, right? I get that, especially if you have people who are fans of the book watching. And you have a lot of world building to do. However, I think you succeed more in creating a world and establishing an emotional connection with people who know the content 
if you spent if you spent more time and more money on the pieces that really matter. So if they'd spent more time on Pan, if they spent more time on even like like Hester, you know, like there's these pieces. If they'd spent more time developing a relationship with York, then having weird last episode, weird flashbacks or flashbacks of uh, flashes to the. Um, people spying on Will and his mom, which was really unnecessary because we knew that was happening anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's weird choices in terms of storytelling that are happening, and I don't know if it's because they're trying to make it more action-packed or if they're trying to appeal more to the people who read the book by including every single... But or, all those scenes many aren't of even the, there. The observation, right. yeah. So that's why I miss... And I think that's exactly right. I 100% agree. Like, it's the demon's are the thing that matters. The bear is the thing that matters. Like having those yeah. relationships be warm and intimate. Like they're giving all these wonderful nuanced performances, especially with the adult actors who can live yeah. in this cold world. But the books are about the warmth that exists between Lyra and her demon, Lyra and Will, Lyra and Roger. Roger as the the tiny emotional little beating heart like, mm-hmm. I love that. He gave that great little speech with the the severed children. He's like, Lyra, I, I just love the line where he's like, you get to, like, last time you saw him, he was your uncle. Like, that says so much. And it's so mm-hmm. good. And then it's just like, exposition. Okay. Even the beginning, like I said, with, like, I felt like it was a bookend of emotional performances because we had you know, Ruth Wilson and James McAvoy. And it's not, it's not just that they're very good actors because they are, but that moment where I wasn't quite sure why she was trying to strangle that person, but I think it was mostly out of frustration. You kind of get it. But even that moment with the nurse, nurse ish person who says she doesn't know what to do or where to go. And you realize it's because this is the most wonderful place in the world. Right. But she doesn't, and she doesn't have a demon anymore. And you know, it's, it was, I think that was one of the most emotional moments in the episode. And plot-wise, maybe it didn't add a ton, but actually it felt like it added more to me because it made more sense of, oh, this person really thought they were doing the right thing. And without her demon, she is lost. Yeah. And then you also see you also see Mrs. Coulter being unhinged and having this sort of dual I don't know what I'm doing. I want control, but I also realize that maybe I've done something wrong. I don't know. I think you got so much out of those two minutes or that one minute than you did out of so much of the episode, which was like exposition, right? I don't know. I think they've just fucked up in using how demons could explain the story versus Mm -hmm. like people. Like, mm-hmm. the relationship between the demons and the people. Yeah. And they're just doing it a different way. And it's not working all the way. It's working, like, sometimes, but most of the times, I think it would be better if they had just, like, explored the relationship between the demons and the people. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, like, we've talked about this again and again, but I don't think they've really set it up for it to be an emotional connection yet. And I think that... Every once in a while, you get a glimpse into that, like 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 when this girl just felt lost, felt lost, mm-hmm. you know, because she didn't have her demon, or when yeah. Coulter did, I don't know, whatever, you know. Coulter and the Golden Monkey, like uh, that was that was a good uh, view into their relationship, mm-hmm. um, but I think they've just like kind of squandered the chance of 
kind of explaining how those relationships work and how how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels like it's it's a show with so much potential that's really trying to break out. You have great actors, you have great costume design, all the elements should be working together. But because the people in charge don't seem to understand what's important, they're just throwing everything in. They're just like, you yeah. wanted this scene. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that's in. You know, I don't think they understood. Like, I don't think the audiences would have been sad if York's palace had just been a uh, set. Like, if they had just gone to a random film location in Iceland, it didn't have to be a palace. It could just be like a bunch of rocks, and the bears are like, "This is our palace. We love nature." And I would be like, "Okay, yeah. whatever." Like, you don't need to waste right. time. Right. On generic, on generic palace number two. And I can't two. imagine how much money that set cost. And the set designers right. who worked on it. And it's like, it's not their fault. They did a great job, but they didn't have direction. Well, the set, the sets are beautiful. They just don't feel, I don't feel like they're establishing a place that's magical and different to me. Right. right? Yeah. I have um, one other complaint. I love complaints. Bring it on. They need to stop writing or like uh, making the kids ride on the bear's neck. The neck, right? It's so painful. It's always on the neck. Make him ride on the back. They are so afraid to spend money on CGI that they just, they clearly have Lyra and Will on one of those machines that you pay 50 cents for yes. and outside a supermarket. And you're like, wee, look at me go back and yes. forth, mommy. Oh, God. Like, just uh, cut the scene. That, that graphic was so it bad. It was embarrassing. Oh, my God. Have you ever ridden a polar bear before? You don't know. <laughs> That's true. However, I have ridden one of those things that you pay for outside the supermarket, and let me tell you. <laughs> and 100% that is what it is. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Bajaya, you haven't? I have I never. mean, they're not adults either, so it's fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was my other complaint. But I also wanted to say that I also want to hug Roger as tightly as Lyra did. Yeah, he's gonna get thrown under a he's gonna get thrown under a bus, that kid, I think. Significant silence follows your comment. You don't know. You don't know anything. I don't know, but James McAvoy was looking at him like a little Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> so, Sarah. Yes, ma'am. Tell us what your predictions are for the la- the season finale because that is oh next actually weekend. i was gonna say i couldn't believe this was the penultimate episode because it felt incredibly anticlimactic for a penultimate episode oh, then, oh okay well hey next week there are gonna be ak-47s which definitely didn't happen in the book so get ready for oh, that i don't i don't i almost never America, I don't, y'all <sighs> i don't watch the i don't watch the next week on i don't, I don't like to be okay. spoiled I don't like to be spoiled on anything, so I don't. Sorry. I don't Sorry. watch next week. No, well, no, 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 no. That's totally fine. AK forty-seven. I just, I'm just saying, I didn't watch it. Please tell us. Okay, so next week, James McAvoy will be back, and he's gonna say, "Hey, Roger, you should put on this little uh, woolen cap that is red, and maybe this wig." And he's gonna push him out into the middle of a field. And he's going to get taken um, and they're going to pretend he's going to think it's Lyra. Not he is, but the people who think it's Lyra who want to steal Lyra are going to think that Roger is Lyra. And then he's going to put Lyra in the box that he put the the sugar head in. And then what's what's happening right now? This is my prediction for what's going to happen. This is how I understand, but I don't know. I don't understand the story. (laughs) 
Uh, basically, well, because Jace McAvoy is going to realize he needs to get Lyra out of the tundra or the Arctic. He's on the tundra. That would be a different place. It, out of the Arctic because of all the dust that he's examining slash people are after him, right? And he was released because he clearly bribed or something to the guards because there's no way they're just going to release him. They're like, ah, ha, ha, he's going to die up there. That's not why they released they actually, him. Actually, they let him have the station because it's implied that he's so persuasive and charismatic kind of the way lyra is starting to be and he's actually still under the bear's control so there was like a half second where yorick is like hey i'm gonna go talk to these bears but yeah i agree it was super confusing and if i had not read the book i would not know right but also but also it was like he's like yeah we just kind of let him go up there because he's gonna die up there anyway and i was like well if he's gonna die up there anyway i wouldn't just kill him where he is it's like super villains questions that i agree (laughs) it's like super villains and bond who start like just explaining their whole thing and you're like just kill bond right now and then you're fine if you are that morally unscrupulous just shoot him in the face i don't get it i mean not that i would just i'm just saying if that's where you're at that's where you're at um so i don't know he's gonna try and save lyra uh mrs coulter and uh asriel are gonna see each other there's gonna be some real awkward moments are they gonna run to each other like in a slow motion uh no but they might they might angry fuck i don't know because they have a lot of they have a lot of unresolved sexual tension y-a Book. I love how well. I love how they've never met on screen, and you've already established that they have sexual tension. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, I can just imagine that both of them do because they both have this sort of angry, simmering, uh, self-loathing but extreme confidence that just feels like it's going to go really well together. And they also had a kid already, so it's already you know it's already done. Did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of UST with these two. Um, Nice. Uh, and I'm, we're not going to see anything on screen because, it again, this is a family show we've established, even though it does. On HBO. Yeah. Yeah, but it still is a family show. Mm. Airing at 9 o'clock on a Monday. Yeah. But uh, if it was less of a family show, I feel like they would have less children actors doing things that are that are magical. No, I, I agree with you. So I think you are saying that uh, this, the season is going to end on them fucking. Uh, I would love that. I do not think so. I think it's going to end it. on um, Mrs. Coulter and, 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 no, and Lord Asriel agreeing to sacrifice Roger in place of their daughter to the Magisterium. Interesting. All right. That's where I'm at. And Will is Will is gonna Will at the end of this. I think Will will cross over into Bizarro Oxford. Mm. Interesting. I think awesome. I think Will is going to come into our world at the end of this because he still has not yet come into our world. Will is and in our for world. Love you of, mean into Lyra's world. Into yeah. Lyra's yeah. world. That's what I meant. Into the world we are experiencing in this. Yes, Will's in our world. Got it. And okay. coming into Bizarro Oxford, like this, the parallel universe Oxford. I love how and extremely close you are, and also how far I am. Spot on. <laughs> You're so spot on in all your understanding of the motiv- motivations, and just like it just comes down to like <laughs> but I just you're not, wrote them. You're specifically not Philip Pullman, and so you didn't come up with exactly the solution that he had. <laughs> it's very, it's very impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. That's where I'm at, guys. I can't wait to see Sarah it. Colon, not Philip Pullman. <laughs> uh, I'm. That's actually my the name of my. Um, 
autobiography, guys, is coming out this February. So please purchase Sarah Tompkins, colon, not Philip Pullman. The byline will just, or not the byline, the the like secondary line. Subtitle, the subtitle, yeah. thank you. Oh my God. Will just be a lion in the sand. Ooh, I love it. Okay, guys. Somebody, I, I, somebody I make. I really want to read the, the fake autobiography about lions. Somebody, please. I need somebody to make me a cover. Like maybe it's it's like me anamorphing into Philip Pullman or <laughs> Philip Pullman anamorphing into me. God, that's horrifying. <laughs> it's so horrifying, but I'm here for it, guys. <laughs> I would love to read the anamorphs book where they turn to other people and they just go fuck shit up. Oh my god, me too. I would love to. I would love to read that. I'm sure there's so much Animorphs fan fiction that I never found as a child because I didn't have the internet at the time. You know, I think if there's one thing that we can all agree on on this podcast about his dark materials is that we need to hashtag bring Animorphs back. So I agree. If anything comes out of if anything comes out of this, I hope it's that. That's true. <laughs> yes. Direct connection, obvious. Cassie and Jake forever. All right, so let's give our demon ratings to this. Um, I am going to give this episode, um, uh, if I can do this, a Yurik because mm. he was very fast in getting to, I can't remember what the place was called. And then when he got there, it kind of like slowed down and then it got really fast again, so... That was this episode. All right. Sarah, do you have yours? Yes. I'm giving it um, a teddy bear that's holding <laughs> a lantern, uh, like an old school like Victorian lantern and wearing um, a big, like a top hat, like a Victorian top hat. Because at first you're watching and you're like, man, this is really classy because you see really good actor Ruth Wilson just really slaying in the first few episodes. And then you find about the demons for bears thing, and you're like, oof, this is a gimmick that's not going to work. Um, and then everyone else is gaslit through the whole episode, just like a lantern. So it's a cute little Victorian teddy bear. Nice. I gave this episode a chameleon, because when I was a kid, I thought chameleons mm. could turn oh. glad and like awesome shit. I but wish. it turns out, it turns out all this episode could really do was kind of get a little bit greener or a little bit browner. So that's Aww. hilarious. <laughs> and then next episode, it'll get bluer when they do it. Just kidding. Oh, yes. oh gosh. Red hot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sarah, the guy's not here for get the, the fuck the out of here. All right. I liked your chameleon there. Right, so, I didn't mean to turn it so crass. I apologize. What? No, I love it. I want the chame- I want the chameleon to turn red and blue and purple and horny, probably whatever color that is. Mm. <laughs> All right, we'll stop. Vajaya's going to die. Uh, okay, you can find me at Oladdy Girl and also on the Happy Hell Hour on Tuesdays at 2. Sarah. You can find me at Her Lady Tompkins. You can also find me on the podcast Your Wizard Harry at Potter Pod. Vajaya. Vajaya? Oh, uh, you can find me at Ethnic Ninja. You can also find me at Potter Pod and at Wintercrest Pod. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Have a good night for us day for you question mark have a good line in the snow and kiss your demon good night
just lives in your nose forever yeah okay i don't know but james mcavoy was looking at him like a little yorkshire pudding (laughs) what the hell is a yorkshire pudding by the way i should it's a beautiful it's a beautiful when you have like your sunday roast it's like it's It's like a savory pudding right yeah it's not a pudding it's actually like a it's more like a almost like a a weird popover biscuit sort of thing. Oh. Uh, they just the, call it a pudding. The British so it's like, it's like tradition a, of misleading everyone with their language continues. Yeah, and pudding also means dessert, but this is not a dessert in this case. But it's it's literally it's like a it's like a, it's like a little weird kind of looks like a, a muffin kind of, but not really, and it like caves in in the middle. And you put you put all sorts oh, of it's like so you it's have it's with savory. your Sunday roast. It's like a it's small savory, yes. Dutch. Pancake. Pa- pancake, kind okay. of, but has like a little stem on the bottom. And it's got yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. All right. Well, you it doesn't have stuffing in it until you put stuff in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But you put you stuff in it stuff because in. that's how you eat it. Oh, okay. All right. Cassie and Jake forever. All right. I have to go to sleep. So. All right. So <laughs> let's to- give okay, our this. demon readings to this. <laughs> Which I, you're not allowed to go to bed. You're never allowed to go to bed again. Okay. What? No, I love it. I want the chame- I want the chameleon to turn red and blue and purple and horny, probably whatever color that is. Mm. <laughs> All right, we'll stop. Vijay is gonna die. Shit. All right, uh, stop mm. recording. Ready? Well, should we yeah. probably do an outro real fast? Oh, right. And kiss your demon goodnight. Yes, love the demon that you definitely have. <gasps> that should be our sign off. <laughs> kiss That's your a demon. Threatening. Goodnight. Kiss your demon goodnight. <laughs> I mean it that way too. Kiss your demon goodbye. Kiss your demon goodbye. Okay.
All right. Goodbye for real. Also, stop recording. Stop.